solid ground. Hello, this is Kim with Standing on Solid Ground. I am your host of this motivational and inspirational podcast. And today I'm going to continue on within the Bible with Moses in regards to God speaking to him in the beginning, which was one of the first parts, the plagues that Moses had um, presented to Pharaoh by way of God, showing him that he was not greater than God, that God was greater than even he Pharaoh himself and now we're going to talk about the things that had happened after the children of Israel had departed from Egypt and on their journey to their promised land. Now Moses was with the children of Israel from the time that God had appointed him to go and to request of Pharaoh to let his people go to the point the after he had gotten them out up till the time where God told him he could not go to the promised land and if we think about all the things that transpired from the process of him uh, existing or assisting the children of Israel that in their departure from Egypt Moses uh, had taken them out in a way and you know of course Pharaoh after he thought about what he did he sent his men after the children of Israel to regain them back and to bring them back to the land of Egypt because he just felt like that he was not going to be defeated no matter what God did to him the, all the plagues that went through there from the locusts and the lice and from the eating up of the cattle and turning the water to blood I mean all these things that had transpired sometimes we can get to a point in our lives where we get real stubborn that no matter what has happened we're bound determined that we're going to defeat God and the problem is we cannot defeat God no matter what we try to do, we, we are not smarter than God, we are not more clever than God, we, we are not wiser than God. God has everything under control. It's just that our uh, stubbornness get in the way and this is what happened with Pharaoh. Pharaoh's stubbornness got in the way, his hard heart had got in his way got in the way of his good judgment he did not have good judgment whatsoever because his land would not have suffered as much as it ha as much as it had suffered had he let the people of children of God go when the request was made now after the release of the children of Israel from Egypt Moses had gathered them together and you know they were on their way and of course Pharaoh sent out his his horses and chariots and all after the children of Israel to get them back to come back and to be the slaves that he had created them to be well at this time Moses had got them to the point of the Red Sea 
and that red sea of course as we know is a, a mammoth sea it's a big sea and um, here come the chariots and the people of course panicked they were you know wanting Moses to tell them okay you bought us this far and now they're gonna come back to get us and Moses stood up on on this mount or on the land as God had told him to do and, uh, and stretched out his um, arms and stretched the rod of, of, across the Red Sea and they parted. Well, this is one of the first miracles after the release of them from Egypt that had been performed by God by way of Moses. Now, the Red Sea parted, they were crossing, of course, the the chariots you know god held them off with a pillar of cloud keeping them from getting through to them until the children of israel were able to get across a great way where they were on the other side to get up on the land on the further side from uh, egypt uh, and from the hands or the grabs of pharaoh well once God allowed the clouds to go down, of course, these uh, these men, these horsemen, were going to fulfill whatever desires of the Pharaoh of Pharaoh to be conducted out as he commanded. They went out into the waters. Well, of course, they drowned because God closed up the waters upon them. So as they were entering, the children of Israel was exiting. So this is one of those great miracles that had taken place and had been fulfilled. As the journey continued on, and you know, they were walking and I'm sure there was heavy loads that they were conquering and people were hungry and possibly thirsty along the way because they had some traveling that they had did and they went complaining to Moses talking about okay you brought us out here we're hungry what are you going to do to feed us what are you going to do to make sure that we get fed and that this happened and so God told Moses I'm going to rain some bread now this was you know I'm going to rain some bread from heaven in Exodus 16 and 4 is this where you can find it and then uh, they kept squawking and complaining. So Moses told them, you know, just go and sit down and just be still. And so God, what he did, he put upon the land and covered the camp with quail. And this was in Exodus 16 and 13, that he covered the land with quail. But God's specific command was for them not to leave any of the quail behind that you know for tomorrow and I believe that what's happened is when God told them that I'm gonna show he he's wanting to show them just how much of a God he is just how much of of a miracle worker God is in their life that this is truly the living God that is with them and that is going to bless them every step of the way 
And you know, there are those of us that when we see things happen and we know God did it, we know God blessed us, but we still have doubts. We still question it. And this is the case that I believe that has happened with the children of Israel. That yes, they see it happen. They know that Moses is working under the authority of our of the power of God, and yet they did not believe. So they wasted food, and in that ways, you know, God had already commanded them not to leave not one shred for tomorrow. He didn't want them to do that, and the reasons why made it very clear the next day when they woke up. It was full of you know worms and it stank and that is the reasons why God told them not to do that Moses had told them or instructed them please eat up everything eat it all up but they were you know how we have leftovers they're saving it for tomorrow they want to make sure that they have food for tomorrow but if Moses by the direction of God is telling you don't save any of this food don't don't put it to the side don't eat it all up because where that came from there's going to be even more disobedience again they did exactly what they wanted to do and as a result they still didn't get to eat that food they still didn't get to eat the food that god had provided for them because they were hard-headed well on the sixth day of um, the sixth day of their journey God blessed them t with twice as much as they had before in other words you didn't have to worry about tomorrow and if you remember in the New Testament Jesus has told them don't worry about what you should eat or what you should drink or what you should wear or what um, clothing you should put on for tomorrow is going to be is let tomorrow take care of itself but be of today and this i believe is where jesus referred to when god told moses tell them not to worry about you know tomorrow let them eat it all up don't save any for tomorrow well as a result the blessing of god came through once again and on that sixth day, they were able to gather twice as much as they did the day before. And this is located in Exodus 16 and 22. Now, later, as they travel, on the seventh day, we know they rested. This was on the sixth day that they gathered twice this month, much because not only did they have to eat on that sixth day, but they had to have something for that seventh day. And because of that, God, that's why God blessed them with twice as much. And as of later on down the line, you know, I think that I don't know if it was on the seventh day or possibly on the eighth day. Um, they were upset because they now they're thirsty. They want something to drink. And you know how when people, you give them everything that they need. And yet they complain. I don't care how much you give them. They complain. They complain about everything. You give them something to eat. You give them something to drink. 
You give them clothes to wear. You give them a place to stay. You give them that sense of security and yet they are not happy. And this is what the children of Israel was introducing to us. So this is not anything new. Well, the Lord told Moses to go to this rock and smoke it. And this is in Exodus 17 and 6. And water came gushing out. Now that they have the water and now that they are full, they have fed. Now it was time to fight. And it was time for them to fight against Amalek. Or Amalek. Well, Moses explained to Joshua to go and get the men that they need to go up against this fight and I'm going to go up into the mountain and he had two or three men that went up into the mountain with him he said as I raise up my hands that's when the victory will be in the children of Israel's favor but you know that war was going to go on for quite some time and Moses began to lose strength in his arms. They became weakened. And when they became weakened and they started lowering, Israel was losing against the Amalek, Amalek and against his, his, uh, his group of people that he brought with them. And these men that went up there to travel with him, they, I believe uh, her was one of them, H-U-R, um, was with him and they went they held his arms up so Joshua and these warriors that Joshua have picked will continue on the fight and to be victorious in this fight and they were and they won now after the victory was conquered over the over Amalek Moses decided that he was going to take uh, memory or write down the memoirs of these things that have happened and I refer to him as a as a diary he wanted to write down these events in his uh, in his journey and this is found in Exodus 17 and 14 now as he went on he had um, went and talked to his wife's father or his father-in-law and all the things that God had done for him and the children of Israel getting them through the phases of their lives and you know I believe that Moses may have thought of himself as being a little bit more than what he ought to, to have been because he was setting along from morning to evening giving judgment to people or answering questions uh, unto God uh, or they were asking God questions and Moses took it upon himself to answer and from morning to evening this was taking effect well his father-in-law said you know you did not do a good thing because you will become weary doing this in other words this is going to be a tiring process you need to appoint rulers over these people in segments. That way, they will be that leadership over them to answer questions of whatever the Israelites had to answer. And this is found in Exodus 18 and 25. 
well they have you know uh, these rulers have been appointed and so many had as many as ten and others had as many as hundreds and thousands and so as these rulers were chosen accordingly that took the load off of Moses to do it all himself over all of these people that is a good source of information because if we are looking at the development if you think about it we have governors we have mayors we have uh you know congressmen and women they are over certain states certain city certain districts you know they appoint so look at how this plays in today's time and this is why um, I have mentioned I do have a other category and it you know where I'm doing the books of the Bible and the first five books of the Old Testament was the creation of laws written by Moses himself and this is how it law was introduced into our today's society and how it was separated and jurisdictions were chosen and rulers were chosen over a few over many it depended on what their calling was in this time and so it is so fascinating to learn these things now of course along with this the Ten Commandments came into into existence. This is where the laws really began, Exodus 20. So, the reasons why I broke up Moses, because I did do him as a central warrior, and I also as in the Bible, because this is important, because this is what laid our foundation in today's time. This is where the foundation of our government came into play. And this is so astounding and so remarkable to learn. And this is why the, this segment is so important, not only to me, but it's more important that God want us to know how it all began. We look at a lot of history, especially I love watching the History Channel and the Smithsonian Channel. I learn a lot from that, but it goes even deeper and it and is so broad that it's so much information to learn. But I just praise God and thank God that he opened up my heart to want to do this and to bring this forth so we better understand really where it all began. Well, I'm going to let this be my last part of Moses. As we all know that Moses was not able to continue on to the promised land due to his disobedience of smoking the rock the second time. He was only supposed to smoke that rock once, but he smoked it a second time. And in doing so, that was in disobedience unto God. And God told him that no, no. You cannot go because of your disobedience and because of what you did. You allow the children of Israel to uh, control your emotions 
in so many words. And in doing so, it cost you that opportunity to see or to go and be a part of that promise. I'm going to close out this segment of Moses. I hope that you enjoyed it. I definitely enjoy learning and being and going into depth in regards to what affects Moses' journey has on our lives in today's time. This is Kim with Standing on Solid Ground. You have yourself a wonderful and blessed day.